This podcast is recorded on the ancestral lands of the Tongva people. Welcome to the Createwell podcast, where we explore the intersection of creativity, wellness, and entrepreneurship. I'm Ray Saragosa, composer, singer, songwriter, roller skater, long beacher, and you can find my work on IG at, at Ray Saragosa. And I'm Erica Elon, piano player, oil painter, yes. and a morning person, which is why we're here. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> you can find my work on IG at, at Erica Elon. This week, we're sitting down with singer, movement teacher, and pole dancer Cami Arboles to discuss movement as art. They said if I wanna make it, gotta starve and stress and sell. But if I'm gonna be an artist, well, I wanna create well. Yeah, you gotta create well. So we interrupt our usual <laughs> schedule of events for the very important schedule programming with a very important announcement and that's that Ooh, it's the best the create well podcast officially has a producer what what it's amazing producer and social media manager yes. which is like quite the combo um and she is brilliant at both Yes. And just feels like part of the team and already adding so much to what we're making here. She's been a part of the team before <laughs> we even had her on. I mean, um, so I'd love to formally introduce Haley Palmer, who is an actor, producer, and voiceover artist. She is so, so, so incredible. I've known Haley um, for, oh gosh, let's see, let's see, since I was... 17. So I've known Haley for 10 years and, um, she's incredibly talented. She's so cool. She's so hilarious. She creates amazing content as a comedian and check her out. Um, at Haley Palmer, H-A-Y-L-E-Y-P-A-L-M-A-E-R. And so, um, we just wanted to tell you a little bit about Haley, um, because you will be hearing her voice now and then. And, uh, hearing from her on the socials too. Yep, we're all so lucky. Thanks, Haley. Episode 20, this is so serious. It's so serious. We're in a double digit that doesn't have a one at the beginning and now has a two. Oh my gosh. Oh my gosh. <laughs> Thanks everyone for Yay. being here. I think we haven't said this in a while. Like yeah. we like deeply appreciate um you first of all just listening with mm -hmm. us and processing with us because so much of this is us learning together yes um and then anytime you're like sharing or liking or amplifying yes. the work it's the most encouraging kindest thing thank you we hear the rumors that like the rates and the whatevers are all helpful yes. um for growing um and we just like are so grateful um that quarantine has brought us this little circle and mm -hmm. um, an opportunity to connect this way. Yes, we are so, 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 so deeply grateful. Um, we finally don't really feel like a baby podcast anymore. I feel like we've yeah. established and we have this community of people. And um, I'm just so incredibly grateful. Thank you to everyone who's left reviews on Apple Podcasts and on Spotify. I don't, actually, I don't know if you can leave reviews on Spotify, but <laughs> thank you to everyone who's left reviews everywhere um, and sent us messages. It means so much. And 
if you're someone who's like quietly listening and doing the mm-hmm. challenges and, and haven't engaged with us, like, thank you too. Like, you know, it's okay. Yeah. Um, in whatever way that you're, uh, engaging with us, we're so grateful. And, um, so here's to 20 more and 20, 20 and yes. more and more and more <laughs> episodes to come. More and more and more. More and more and more in, in multiples of 20. Um, <laughs> so how was your week? Erica? Um, it was good. I'm actually painting. I'm because I have a deadline for the first time in Mm. forever. Right. Because so many of us are like no deadlines anymore. So (laughs) I have a, it's actually cool. And I haven't even told you this yet. The painting of you (gasps) is, well, a, it's almost done. I'm looking at it right now and it's, it's at like a fun stage where it's all there's this point in paintings where things come into being and like something is happening. I feel that with songs too. Yeah. Yeah. It like, it suddenly emerges and that's where it is. So I'm like, I just want to paint. Um, but this painting is actually going to a group invitational show at a museum in Spain that I really admire. What? So it's flying over there. What? Yeah. So I'm I'm excited. I wish we could all go. (laughs) You're going to Spain. Oh my God. This is so Fully COVID safe. Yeah, I know. It's it's all um, women representational artists from all over the world. So. That is so exciting. Congratulations. Thanks. To you and to me. Because I'm going to Spain. <laughs> right? Oh my gosh, you get to get on a so plane. so exciting. Wow. I'm super oh stoked. Gosh, that's yeah. very, 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 very cool. Wow. Yeah, so good art news. How has your week been, right? I have had a dark week that <laughs> oh. you have helped coach me through. This happens like a couple times a year. <clears throat> where I go to a pretty dark, depressive place. And I know yeah. that many people listening, um, that happens too. So I think it's really important to be honest about. And it's uh, oftentimes very much triggered by my imposter syndrome. Mm-hmm. And um, if I get like a negative comment on um, on Instagram or someone questioning the integrity of what I do and, you know, yeah. how much... Um, you know, just whenever I get things that make me feel like someone thinks I'm doing a a bad job, um, as an Mm. artist, as an advocate, as, um, I get very triggered and oftentimes it spirals me into a very dark place. And I've been in that for the past week. I feel a lot better today. Um, the past couple of days I've been feeling a lot better. I've realized that the best thing to do when I feel this way is to like fully experience it and to like Mm. let the tears come and feel really Mm -hmm. awful and just kind of let myself feel really down. Um, and to get to that place of exploding emotionally, you know, in a safe and, you know, non-destructive way for me, it's just like lots of tears and lots of screaming in the pillows and stuff. But, um, I think I kind of have that like, good person complex um (laughs) where I and I know you have the same thing and I just have this fear of ever being seen as doing a bad job or ever being seen as a bad person and you know Mm. all I want to do is is do good work and serve all of my communities as an artist in a good way um and so whenever I feel like someone is questioning that and it could be like one (laughs) negative comment in a sea of like 
hundreds of very positive comments. Um, Mm -hmm. If I'm in the wrong headspace and I read the wrong thing at the wrong time, I can go to a very, very dark, dark place. And I think, um, you know, Cammy and her interview was really, really inspiring to listen to because she talks Mm. a lot about, um, you know, not caring what people think and really fending off those bad comments and understanding that people are coming from different places and that you can't take all of it to heart. And and so listening to her interview was very healing for me um, because it is very hard for me. And I think a lot of times like people listen to us and they think, and we are like these really empowered, like self-confident artists but at times that is definitely not the case um and at times we have a lot of self-doubt and um so I'm just like taking it easy for myself the past couple days and sending love to anyone who has felt this way because I know I'm not alone yeah yeah what were what were a couple of the like things that soothed you in that place as you were processing the emotions Mm -hmm. or soothed you into a little bit of a lighter place (sighs) um I think it's uh, always going deeper and acknowledging my own intentions and my own alignment with like mm. my like God and spirit and understanding like, you know, people can think what they think, but like, what do you think about yourself and what right. you're doing and the way that you're walking in your creativity? What does your, you know, universe, creator, God, spirit, what do they think about the way you're conducting your yeah. creative uh, journey? Is that is there something that you're doing that's not aligned and, Mm. or is everything aligned? And if you're aligned, that's all you can do, you know, cause Mm. you're not going to please everyone as a public figure, as a performer, it's impossible, you know, it's impossible. And so that's hard for, for, for me because I want to please everyone. I want everyone to like me. I want there to be no waves. (laughs) I just want everything to be honky dory. Um, and so that really helps. Um, definitely kind of like journaling it about it and crying about it and, um, you know, pro- processing it by talking about it, but also not like over processing it. Yeah. Sometimes I can yeah. o- it, over talking about things or looking to others to reassure me um, can be like a Band-Aid, but, um, but not um, really. It has to be like a part of the practice, not like the whole thing. I think sometimes mm-hmm. many of us will like, if we're feeling down, like go to someone to like help fix it, um, which can be helpful, but it can't be the whole part of it. Um, and so it's a lot of reflection and kindness and slowing down, um, and lots of crying. (laughs) Yeah. Oh, and thanks for sharing that and just processing through. I think you're right that, um, a lot of people, most people listening probably, Mm know some of those dark spaces too yeah and I just want to acknowledge that when this episode is coming out tomorrow we have kind of a significant um, day and we're recording this a couple days ahead so we don't Mm -hmm. know all the all the framework of what it's looking (laughs) like (laughs) things are changing Uh, every single day new right but I think um kind of what you're saying right like if uh, I just hope people that we all can be checking in on one another, um, centering, like you said, kind of centering with, um, who we know we are and, um, and, um, doing the work that we need to be doing this Mm -hmm. week. Um, be kind to yourself. Yeah. um, Yeah. Yep. Mm -hmm. Surround yourself (laughs) with, surround yourself with the people that, you know, you can talk to and and receive and and give information Mm -hmm. to in, 
good ways. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you know, and, um, and yeah, you know, it's a, a wild political climate right now. And um, I think that yeah. we, I mean, we don't have to get so into it, but everyone knows, like, I think he was impeached but not removed. So I would yeah. like, I would hope that, that fully happens and that yes. the removal will happen. And um, because I'm looking for brighter futures ahead. Brighter futures. Brighter futures. Uh, Um, But, yeah, but this interview, Erica. Oh, this interview. This interview is amazing. I I mean, every single new interview that we do. I know. We're so freaking lucky. (laughs) We're so lucky. And, I mean, Cammy, like, oh, my gosh. She's, like, one of those people. When I I listened to the interview, I was like, how can I become her friend? Like, she's so cool. Right? And like I a, keep a signing few, up yeah. for like any classes she offers, anything. I'm like, I just want to like soak in the the work that she's done within oh her gosh. own life, within oh, her body, within her art. Gosh. Like, oh, it's so inspiring. It's so inspiring. And um, I mean, a few things that she said that really stuck out to me that all of you will get to hear very shortly. Talking about how just being present in your body as a as a woman, um, mm. or you know as a non-male, as she says, um, Mm -hmm. is a radical thing, you know? And I love that um, as someone who's dealt with all kinds of body image things, especially when I was younger, um, Mm. that was very empowering to hear. And, um, you know, and her uh, commentary about uh, sex workers and strippers and how awful it is that they're being um, what's what's the term like shadow banned shadow banned shadow banned yeah. on Instagram and censored mm-hmm. and how um, that's just you know completely unfair and it's wrong and um, we need to find ways to protect um, you know what they do and how that their work has paved the way for not only pole dancers but yeah. so many creatives and so much reclamation right. of our bodies and so I think that was really powerful and um Oh, she's just very inspiring in the way that she is so present and empowered in her creative um, presence and self, her creative, um, you know, ways. And she's such an interdisciplinary, like, creative. Right. And, oh, my gosh, I just, I want to be her best friend. I know. <laughs> I feel like we should just jump in. I think we should. Um, um, so this is Cami Arboles. Um, she's a recent pandemic Yale grad. She graduated during the pandemic. Oh, wow. Um, she's a professional singer. She's a fierce advocate for women, femmes, mm. and non-binary folks. A pole dancing sensation. Mm-hmm. Oh <laughs> and an gosh. artist really throughout every aspect of her life. Um, she graduated during the pandemic, like I said, and has inspired so many during the quarantine with her celebration of her body and movement. So, without further ado, this is Cammy. Cammy, welcome. Thank you so much for having me. It's my honor to be here. Oh my gosh, I'm so grateful to have you on. Um, it's so fun because I met you through Kinsale, who's also been on uh, the Create Well podcast. Yes! Um, we met when we had a chance to do like a social distance photo shoot and a dance lesson. Um, and it's incredible because I, 
I just want to like set the stage for people. The place that you're living, I think you're still living there, right? Yeah, 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 I am. And it's like this gorgeous curated home. Um, I think one of your roommates is an interior designer. Is that right? Yeah. So one of my roommates, um, Caitlin, is an is an architect. Um, and it's so funny because I went to Yale and she went to Yale. So we yeah. were at the same time for different reasons. Like I was an undergrad and she was an architecture student. But like crazy that we ended up in the same house. So yeah, Caitlin bought the house, beautiful space. And then my other roommate, Shiloh, is a designer. She works in the music industry, but she's also a designer. Um, and yeah, so it's just a very beautiful space that promotes so much like peace and positivity and healing. Right. It's just like full of light and art and obviously movement, which is a lot of what we're going to be talking about today. So it was it was so fun to take photos of you there and just see you, you know, inhabit this space that feels like an extension of of the work that each of you do coming together, which is really beautiful. (sighs) But you are a multifaceted artist. I I think I'm going to have you tell us the story, but you were a singer throughout Yale, right? So can you tell me a little bit about, you know, your creative journey and where it began? Yeah, it's definitely, I mean, I, so, it's so funny. I just, I, when I think of myself as a creative, I always call myself an art and like, or an artist. And my thing is like, I've always considered art the, the study of the world. So even mm. though I, like, I went to a place like, I went to Yale, which is a liberal arts school where you learn about all sorts of different things. So it's right. like, you know, I, I, I do a lot of things, but I think everything I do is just like a comment. And that's what art is. It's like a commentary. It is the study of the world. So, um, but back to kind of like my background as a creative person. Yeah. My whole life, I am a singer, but my whole life, like I've been a singer. It's like, my introduction to creativity and creation and self-expression was through music through singing like singing in choir when I was really young doing musicals with music groups um creating my own music all throughout high school and college and stuff like that and just collaborate I grew up in a pretty musical household um Mm -hmm. my sister is a musician um so we would make music together growing up that's always been a really important part of my life and then at Yale um I sang in an acapella group called Shades um and I performed so many times on campus, like all throughout the year, all different types of music, whether that was like art songs, like more kind of classical music, performing mm-hmm. jazz groups and stuff like that, doing musical theater, working on new compositions. Like, oh, I was doing like all sorts of creation Amazing. and music. And then I also, I, was an, I studied opera. So I, t- I was classically trained wow. via like Yale School of Music um, and took voice for course credit, like all throughout my time at Yale. So yeah, it's like it's funny because like at Yale, everyone knew me as like ah oh, Cammy the singer, um who was in the acapella. Yeah, that, that's pretty much what everybody knew me as at Yale. And it's like very funny because I started pole dancing actually my last year at Yale. There was a pole studio in New Haven called Pole mm-hmm. Five, and I always really wanted to take a pole class. But I was just kind of scared. I was intimidated. I didn't think I was very confident in my body or just being mm-hmm. honest tapped into my sensuality and expressing myself that way and then truly it was just at the beginning of my senior year and I was just like you know what life is short you have one life to live just try it I was like I'm just gonna try it and then I became really addicted I just remember dancing on the pole and I didn't really know what I was doing but I just felt so powerful and I was sweating and the endorphin high was amazing and it was just so expressive and powerful and I became addicted and like I remember I had taken so many credits early on in my time at Yale that Hmm. by the time time for my last semester rolled around 
I only needed to take like three credits to get my degree. And like, I was just like, okay, I'll take a light course load. I'll focus on my senior thesis. And I'm just going to go crazy taking poll classes. Well, I did. <laughs> I did. And then of course, you know, pandemic hit. Right. Um, that addiction has been a catalyst for it's. I mean, I don't think it's anything of a trajectory shift for your life. It seems so natural to what your next steps were, but you've just been on this like journey throughout quarantine. And I think sharing with people in isolation through your movement art um, with pole dance feels so significant. Um, can you talk about how, how things have kind of exploded for you over the past year with quarantine? Yeah, it's really funny because I actually just posted something on my Instagram story today about like, wow, like life can really change in a year because yeah. I mean, a, a year ago, up until like May 2020, really, it was just my personal Instagram page. Mm-hmm. Like, pictures of my friends, you know, chilling at the beach. <laughs> it was truly just a personal Instagram account for my friends and my family and some people that I knew. Like that is literally what it was. Um, and then things kind of changed, and I got a pole at home during quarantine. Um, actually, it wasn't even at my house. It was in my aunt's living room. She has oh a spaceship. I didn't have room in my house to put the pole, so my aunt, thank goodness, like, she's honestly the one I, I owed all to her. She let me put a pole up in her living room. And then it's so weird because, like, Yale was such a special place to me and meant so much to me, and the people I met there and the things I did. Like, I just loved Every minute of it, even the icky parts, even the stressful parts, like, mm. Yale was such a beautiful, formative place for me. And to have it stripped away from me so prematurely was, like, yeah. really devastating because it's, like, senior spring. There were so many things that were supposed to happen. So many right, because you hadn't graduated yet, right? You still I had really another – wow. Yeah, and the funny thing is I had – so I – my first two years at Yale, I was majoring in, like, I was – thinking I was going to be like a neuroscience, like psychology major, just taking like STEM courses, like biology, chemistry, all this stuff. And then I ended up pivoting and doing like um, theater and performance studies. And that was like the major that I graduated with. But I had this whole senior thesis project that I was going to, I wrote and researched and was going to perform in about the life of Frida Kahlo. So that was supposed to happen in April. That obviously got canceled. All my plans were canceled. The stuff I worked so hard for. So I was really in a very sad kind of listless place. It was like, and on top of that, I was ready. So like a week before everything shut down, I actually just signed with an agent in New York City for like theatrical wow. representation on Broadway, like singing, dancing, acting. So I was like, so ready to move to New York City, do live theater, do my senior thesis. And like all of that stripped away because of the pandemic. So I was at home pretty listless, like not knowing what mm-hmm. to do next. I needed something to take my mind off of like, honestly, how sad I was. So that's when Paul came in and really saved me because my aunt, like I said, she let me set up that hole in her living room. And I remember there were days I would wake up and be like, oh my God, I'm so sad. I miss my friends. I lost this. I'm grieving this loss. But I'd be like, you know what? If anything today, what I can do is just put some music on and just practice on the pole for a couple hours. Like, even if I don't get anything else out of this day, at least I can learn a new trick. At least I can work on my phone this music. Like, it just gave me something to wake up and, like, look forward to every single day. And it just gave me such joy and, like, became a form of, like, therapy and, like, catharsis during a very dark and, like, sad time. So right. then, obviously didn't graduate at Yale. Like, I graduated at home in Los Angeles on, like, a Zoom, you know? Yes. <laughs> and, and, yeah, that was funny. That was a, it was a cool day. It was a cool day. I was like with my family, mm-hmm. and I was like, okay, this, this is pretty special. Like I'll never forget this day. Obviously, 
Right. And then I was just like, I was kind of just, I was like, I'm going to do something funny. Like, I'm just going to do a pole dance in my Yale cap and gown. It was like going to be very empathetic. <laughs> pole dance is like a 30 second dance of me just like getting on the pole to like that graduation song from like vitamin C or whatever. And I just oh felt the chance to it. I like got on the pole, went upside down and like kind of stripped off the down and I had big heels on I was wearing like a really bright outfit and this video I think it resonated with a lot of people because just like like, that video reflected that and like so this video Mm -hmm. went really viral a bunch of like meme pages were posted it but also like a lot of people realized like wow you can you know get a degree from an Ivy League school and and dance on a pole and do whatever you want and like you could Mm -hmm. do it in the middle of the day I think it resonated with a lot of people across a lot of different realms so yeah that went viral and that's kind of when my my account on instagram started because people were like oh she's a pole dancer oh she went to yale that's that's pretty interesting so a lot of people started following me from that and so then from there everything fell into place because i just like found i kept posting pole videos i kept connecting with other pole artists um and it just instagram which used to be kind of a place for me of like honestly anxiety or stress about like yeah. likes and who's hanging out with who and what like mm-hmm. that's kind of what it used to be for me but then it turned into a place of just like inspiration and connection and like sharing things that felt authentic and right it at its so, best use yeah yeah especially so, while we are all in isolation it, it's powerful we, we talk about that a lot um yeah. it can be used for so much good right now I love yeah. that you have this foundation and background and this makes so much sense even just you know watching your work from afar in biology and in an interest in the brain and you obviously have an interest in science or maybe insects. Can you talk about <laughs> nature as connected to your movement? <laughs> yeah. Okay. So that, honestly, I realized it's a huge theme in my work that I never really thought. So I've always just, I've always loved bugs and like nature and like hmm. just studying like convergent evolutions of creatures and just like noticing that like there's so many parallels between like the human form and things that we see in nature and also like Mm. a lot of what I do is like I love taking my portable pole my stage pole out in nature and just like making pole dancing and movement just like an appreciation of like the female form and like artistry and athleticism like and just putting that in a beautiful backdrop like making the movement and the and the and the setting like equally beautiful like because it's just like beauty and appreciation of like beauty and simplicity but yeah back to the insects I have always been obsessed with insects like I remember I think it honestly started back in high school like I loved like my biology courses and learning about ecology and ecosystems Mm -hmm. and like just creature that was so fascinating like I I remember I used to have like earrings of like cicadas and stuff that I would wear all the time or I would always set my my screensaver as like artifacts or little rodents or capybara. Oh like, I don't know I just love always loved insects and I think like even just the life cycle of butterflies and insects mm. that like start as one thing like caterpillar or whatever and then undergo like a hibernation of sorts of cocoon or like you know that period of their life and then emerge as a butterfly I think that's just so beautiful and even just like I think a lot of my life philosophies, like, I've honestly centered them around bugs. Like, 
Hmm. Like there's, you know, like when I, I almost kind of considered like this year 2020 for me is like analogous to like an insect or something just like shedding its chitinous exoskeleton mm. and then just like growing into a larger form of the insect with a new exoskeleton and like right. that really is life like you are constantly like shedding old layers of yourself and growing into a new version of yourself and it's like you're still the same insect you're still the same bug like you'll always mm. be you you just kind of like shed what no longer serves you and step into newer versions of yourself and then you grow some more and you shed that exoskeleton and you growing and growing and growing like I just think there's so much beauty like that we and like life lessons and philosophies that we can learn from like looking outside of the human experience and just examining nature and examining bugs like they're so dope so even when I like make shapes in the mirror contort my bodies in a certain way or wear certain colors I'm like oh that's kind of dope like I feel like I'm matching the essence of like this insect I was looking at yesterday and I think (laughs) well by you doing that like I think you're subverting a lot of the preconceived notions that so many of us still hold on to and stigmas around the female form, um, particularly when it comes to movement. Yeah. There's something that you kind of putting your body in connection with nature in that way breaks down some of those, I think, fears that we inherit. Um, yeah. And it, again like your work is resonant it's it's rippling out right now and you can see the growing impact of the way that you're teaching us all through your movement um and so what do you feel about the radical piece of of what you're creating um do you think about that a lot or is it a natural just outpouring of what you're doing you know it's it's something that I think about a lot like mm-hmm. all the time really really true like the nature of like honestly just being a woman existing in a body and like being in perceived being perceived like <laughs> I, I feel in so many ways that is a very radical act because like literally just learning to exist in your vessel knowing that mm-hmm. people will perceive you in ways that you don't want to be perceived and being okay mm-hmm. with that like that is really radical to me. And that's something like, I've been learning to grapple with this year. That like what I do and what I share, how people perceive it is so out of my control. Um, and there are certain things that are in my control, like what I choose to share, what I choose to wear, mm-hmm. how I frame it. Like those things are in my control, but other people's perception of me is out of my control. And so learning to be at peace with how other people perceive me and knowing that it's out of my control, like that is radical because it's hard to do and like also just knowing that like that like the state of being and like your body is not good or bad like it just is and this is from um uh uh, sonia renee taylor's uh book i think i hope i'm saying right i actually have the book in my room right now I'm not I read that book and it's called The Body is Not an Apology. And it talks mm-hmm. about how like we are taught from a really young age to like, especially as women, um, like, and even more so for women who are not, you know, able-bodied, thin yeah. white women. Like, if you don't check any of those boxes, then there's just more and more systems of oppression like stacked against you that teach you from a young age. Like you have to apologize for your body. You have to cover it up. You can't feel proud in it. You can't like just to, we are literally live in a society that is where we have structures of shame like around our vessel, like around our body. So 
this book really taught me like your body is not something to apologize for it's also not a good like there's no inherent good or bad about your body like it just exists and like mm-hmm. furthermore your body has a story like there are antagonists in that story protagonists again in that story things that work with your body against your body and so like you have the power to like write the story of your body every day you like author your body's story so like I heard that book changed a lot for me and I'm like really glad I found it this year because it was like kind of what going back to what I'm saying just the it like being perceived and being a woman and being in your vessel and learning to be okay with that is a radical act in and of itself and then like learning to love your body and when you grow up in a system that teaches you to apologize for it like that is also a very radical challenging thing to do so like I think about it every day like there's some days like I don't want to be perceived or like there's some days like a, a couple days ago I released a visual that I collaborated on with um, a friend of mine who's a, like a, a filmmaker photographer and I wrote a poem uh, the poem was called voyeur and it was kind of it was literally about this this about about being perceived about like what it feels like um to be perceived and how people can cast their impressions on you without without you controlling it kind of feels like there's a line in there that I wrote that's like who gave you permission to look at me like I'm not a gallery that's open to a public mm-hmm. open to the public and that's why I called the poem voyeur and it was kind of just about like people saying things and perceiving you and having thoughts about you when they don't know you and they just like choose to create a whole reality around you and it's so funny the way that was received because like I got so many amazing supportive comments from like women being like wow like I've felt this my whole life and like no one has ever really put it into words and said it to something beautiful like you took my vulnerability and fear and made it into something beautiful I'm like wow that's really what I want to be doing and then at the same time like I would get comments from men being like oh it's very sexy it's very beautiful like right and I'm like, you know what? It is sexy and beautiful. And if that's all you want to see of it, then like, okay, I don't, I can't control that. And then on the other end of that, I even got comments of men just like all of it going over their head and being like, wow, um, maybe you should. It, one comment said like, if if you started eating a little bit less or lost a little bit of weight, you would just be looking so much better. And I was like, you know what? It's out of my control. If you want to think that too, but like the irony of you leaving that under my post. So, anyways, that's the radical nature of my dude. <laughs> it is radical and every day every day it is it is radical and sometimes I don't think about it like sometimes I forget about that but like I also just want like women or just non-males everywhere to know that like to exist in your body and be okay with how it's being perceived even though you don't have control over that like that is radical and like you should applaud yourself for that. Like, mm. just finding peace with your body like that is so important and amazing so Mm. yeah so that's kind of my piece on that but also like want to feel like I also try and like do my best to like elevate and share information about like sex workers and like the community of sex workers because like what I do on the poll is like not separate from stripping like and there's honestly a lot of uproar and like um censorship happening on Instagram about that where like strippers or sex workers are getting shadow banned their content's not delivering on Instagram their entire accounts are being wiped and erased like posts are getting deleted um literally just just for people doing their jobs as sex workers Mm. um and they're being really discriminated against like on Instagram and so I know that like on my platform like I do speak from a place of like privilege because I the reality is like I'm not a stripper and I'm not a sex worker and I went to Yale and 
I don't have that experience, but I wouldn't be able to pole dance and share what I do today. Like if it wasn't for the strippers and the sex workers who paved the way. So like, I also think it's like very important to elevate those voices and always like be sharing information about like sex workers work stripper, like pole dancing is not separate from stripping. Like it's literally like the genre of pole dancing that I do. And like that so many people do in studios, like, does not exist without strippers and sex work. Right. So like right. that's something I always like think about too. Yeah. They've done a lot of the heavy lifting before. And I know you you've been sharing a um a petition to sign in regards to Instagram censoring in that realm. Is that petition still going? Is that something people could still find? Yeah, I think it does still exist. I actually haven't checked on like the status of that in a couple of days, which I definitely need to, but like that's definitely something to include uh, for sure at the end of this podcast, like a link to action that. But that did garner like a lot of support and, sig- and signatures in, in a, sh- a sh- fairly short amount of time. And I think it's like people just don't have like awareness of that, of like the fact that like it is like a very like s- like slippery existence to be on social media right now and be a sex worker because like clubs mm-hmm. are closed it's like how are you going to make money like a lot of people are um on OnlyFans are trying to advertise their services on Twitter Instagram and these platforms where the only place you can advertise are like working against entire communities so it's just like it's crazy it's like the way the internet just wants to punish people mm-hmm. for literally having bodies like <laughs> Mm-hmm. like why like like it's like the you know cycle of um supply and demand it's like right okay so you're gonna like continue you know in like watching porn or like um supporting sex work in in varieties of ways but like when it comes down to like actual creators trying to share their content like you choose to censor that like make it make sense you know right so mm-hmm. yeah So do you have advice for other artists who might not see themselves connected to their bodies or movement? Maybe they're painters like me or photographers or um, even singers like you um, who, who may not know how to start a journey of connecting a little more with movement. Yeah, I think, wow. I think I view movement as like freedom, honestly, like a form of like liberation because and this also comes from a lot of my background as a yoga teacher. Uh, I've been teaching yoga since like 2017. So like a lot of the way I view movement comes from a yoga background and like yoga is all about um, like uniting connection, like mind, body and spirit. And the ultimate goal is to reach moksha, which means like, like truly like liberation and, um, and kind of like, one oneness with the universe I think there's yeah the definition is like you you are released from a cycle of rebirth like it's a transcendent state that you it's like release yeah like release enlightenment liberation so like when I did my yoga training and like I learned that I was like wow like movement can be a way of reaching liberation because we hold on to so much stress in our bodies like I think everyone can benefit from a movement practice um and there's so much, there's not, there's no right or wrong way to go about it. Like it can be as simple as literally going for a walk. It can be like very intuitive. Like you put music on and you want to dance. Like, I can do that. Like you can practice yoga. You, sometimes you might find yourself gravitating towards way. Like for me in my pole journey, like 
I think it was very gradual for me to get to like the place where I am today and like my confidence on the pole. Like I remember like when I first started pole, I would wear, I didn't even want, like I would just wear like long athletic shorts. I wouldn't even show my belly button. I wear like cool tank tops and now I'm so comfortable dancing like just right. underwear. But like I got there in ways that were like small and attainable and like comfortable to me. And I think that that's the most important thing to like find peace in your like do it in ways that feel attainable and comfortable right. and like easy for you. I love it. So we ask this question to everyone on the podcast. Um, so in one sentence, Cami, what does it mean to you to create well? To create well to me means to create with integrity and to challenge Oh wait! I wanna, oh, I wish I thought about this. <laughs> I want to say that it's to lead with integrity and mm. through your work, perhaps challenge preconceived notions yes. that others might hold. Amazing! And do that with integrity. Mm. And you do that so well, and you obviously, as we've said have really met people where they're at in, in isolation, in a lot of grief, um, in, I think, confusion on how to connect with ourselves right now. Um, you've really shown up for people over this past year. And I so appreciate that with you people. So I want people to be able to find you and beyond just Cami, can you say your, um, your Instagram where people can find you and then also your friends and fridges and mind, body, spirit too. Oh, yes. Oh my God. Yeah. There's a whole part. I forgot to mention Yes, I know. (laughs) You you have so many branches of your work and I love all of it. Oh yeah. So my personal Instagram page where you can find pole dancing and all sorts of things and memes and whatever yeah. that's at cami arbelez and then i also run a business uh, it's a program it's a holistic healing and wellness yoga program called the mind body spirit collective which i run every month and it's a 21 day program for women femmes and non-binary folks uh where we do yoga uh three times a week and then we have journal prompts uh and we also are in a group chat it runs on mutual accountability so it is like a a community that holds you accountable Mm -hmm. to investing in the self so there's that and that is at the mind body spirit collective and then i also with kinsale um who was on this podcast and who is our mutual friend um yeah we run a little instagram account called friends and fridges um and we basically just use that as a platform to source donations to stock uh, the los angeles community fridges because one of the things uh, that I've learned this year about like having a platform. Not that I'm like the most popular person on Instagram or anything like that, because I'm really, truly not. But like, once you have like eyes on your page, it's like really mm. cool to think about. Like, oh my gosh, like I have this network of people that like like what I do. Maybe I can source money or donations or energy yes. from this group of people to like help other people. So that's kind of what we're doing, friends of bridges. We're sourcing donations, and then I have free time so like I'll just go in or Kinsale and I will go we'll grocery shop and then we'll fill the Los Angeles community fridges so if you want to donate help out and fill some fridges definitely give friends and fridges a follow 
I love it so much. Thank you. Yes, go follow Cammie. Look at the different branches of the work that she does. And thank you again for being with us today, Cammie. Thank you so much for having me. It was a joy. It made my day. Yay. Bye. Bye. And now for the Create Well Challenge of the Week. So this week's Create Well Challenge is to write a love letter to your creative vessel. And you can let them know how appreciative you are for all they've done for you in your creative ventures. And have fun with it, you know? Valentine's Day is a month away. So write your love letter to your body, your creative vessel. Thank you for journeying with us in creating well. If you're interested in supporting us, join us on Patreon at patreon.com slash create well. Our Patreon followers will have exclusive access to monthly live Q&As, extra photo content, and giveaways. Thank you to our first patron executive producer, Susan Anderson Nelson. And this week's featured song is Coming Back For Me by Jenny Kern.
come 